0: He is our favorite guest. He is a great guy, and you know him from MMQB, fresh off the combine. Hopefully, he's good and rested. The great Albert Breer joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Albert, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: That's some introduction. Thank you, I appreciate it.
0: It's, it's good to have you. Buddy. Are you officially recovered from the combine? We just care about you. Yeah, I mean, you am feeling okay had, now, you Nick. You barely had a voice.
1: Yeah, no, I'm feeling okay now. Yeah, I, cool. I was I was in rough shape last Wednesday when we talked, but I, I uh, I'm resilient, you know, and um, it's a it's a good test of my toughness and um, my ability to withstand uh, adverse conditions. Hey, pain is weakness um, leaving the body. That's uh, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Only the uh, only yeah, the I'm strong survive. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm trying to think of a a, a, a good cliche there, but I, I like the Pain is, uh, what, is it, what did you say? Pain is, Pain weakness, is weakness leaving the body, leaving right? The body.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. How many days did it take you to recover? Like when you go to Mobile tough times, and- we- okay,
1: tough, tough times don't, what I, was, what I was trying to think of was, tough times don't last, tough people do.
0: There we go. Yeah. Wow. There you go. The there cliches. you have it. Sorry
1: about that. That was the one I was searching for.
0: No, I like no, it. I had a question, but it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> about the combine?
0: No, I was gonna ask you, when you go to the combine and go to mobile and you you hang out with these guys until all hours of the night, when you get back from these trips, does it take you like a day or two to recover?
1: Yeah, I mean it like I'm not twenty eight anymore, if that's what you're <laughs> yeah. asking. So like I I uh yeah, you know, the first day so obviously you feel like crap the day you fly home. But then but like, that 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 like so I flew home Sunday, like Monday, you're just sort of off. Right. You know what I mean? And then Tuesday I'm fine for the most part, but there's still little, I would say, remnants of, of the of the week before. So all good now though, it's Wednesday.
0: Albert, looking to the Lamar Jackson story, um, I didn't I honestly there was a huge bit of doubt that I, I thought that would actually hit Lamar Jackson with the non exclusive franchise tag. Um I do want to get to the idea, though, the word collusion has been used a lot because of the amount of teams that were either reportedly or directly said we're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. Uh, do you think that is part of what we saw yesterday with teams kind of lining up to say they're not in the Lamar Jackson business?
1: Um, I can't say this strongly enough. Not, absolutely not. And look, I, I mean, Dustin, you've known me for a long time. I've never been afraid to call owners out for this sort no of dang. thing. Um I it's just I think it's silly. I think the the narrative train left the station and and when the narrative train leaves the station sometimes there's no coming back. And um you know look like I I just think you know in these these sorts of cases you have to have a lot of things in place. Um right? And to to make an acquisition like that, to make a play for a quarterback where you're going to be giving up two first round picks and a and and a and a massive contract like a, a franchise changing contract you gotta have a you, you gotta bo- check a lot of boxes in any case and in this one they're even more In this one you know you have to be comfortable with his injury history right you have to be comfortable with the fact that he didn't finish the last two seasons you have to be comfortable with changing your offense to make it work for him right you have to be comfortable with taking on a fully guaranteed contract you have to be comfortable with giving up two first round picks it's just you start to go through all the different boxes that you have to check. And then if you want to go back and look last year at all the teams that did big contracts with quarterbacks, how many are happy right now? I mean, the Packers did it with Aaron Rodgers. The Browns did it with Deshaun Watson. The Broncos did it with Russell Wilson. The Cardinals did it with Kyler Murray. So like, I, I think, you know, like to some degree, this is a reaction to some of the things that happened last year but I also think it's like the amount of things you need in place to make it really work for Deshaun Watson or for uh, for 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 Lamar Jackson, and you know this isn't that anybody doesn't think he's, he's a great player, you know what I mean? But like you have to do things to accommodate him, and doing a fully guaranteed contract for somebody who, you know, has an unprecedented amount of punishment on his body for a quarterback after five years, that's a lot to ask, you know. So you really have to be all in on him, and so. You know, I think that that's part of it. And then, you know, like, as for all the news happening at once, all that is is reporters calling teams when the news comes down, like, hey, would you be interested? Would you be interested? It's not like that all happened instantly. Teams have been looking at the free agent class for six weeks now, you know, so they know what their plans are. So when I call a team and ask, like, they're able to give me an answer on where they're at on something. So, you know, I just think that there's – a lot of different factors that are that are in play here, and unfortunately for Lamar, the all the you know answers that came out yesterday were no. And I can tell you for a fact, it's not an absolute no across the league. And the Ravens are the only team that will be comfortable signing him. But you know, because you know you have to check so many boxes to get there with Lamar, uh, there are a fair amount of teams that are that, that are going to pass on the idea of signing him to an offer sheet.
0: Is it possible that Aaron Rodgers retires? I mean,
1: I've learned Dustin did not rule anything out with that guy. So I don't know if he retires or not. Um, I think he plays. But, I mean, could he wake up tomorrow and decide, I'm going to go on McAfee and announce my retirement? I wouldn't totally rule it out. Um, So I I think, you know, if that were to happen, I think what it would tell you is there's not a situation out there that he wants to play in, you know. Um, I think this is going to boil down to, can he find a situation outside of Green Bay that he's motivated to play in? And I think that's what that trip yesterday was about, was about whether or not that'd be a situation that he'd be motivated to play in. So I think he's playing. It sounds like, I mean, to me, like the leader in the clubhouse right now would be the Jets. The Packers are approaching this much differently than they have the last two years. Um, but it's really, really hard to speak in absolutes when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. No, oh, by the way, like, you know, you want to talk about the price tag on, on Lamar. I don't think the price tag on Aaron Rodgers is going to be what people think it's think it should be either.
0: Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback on the North Olmsted Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram hotline breaking on the latest around the NFL here. Um, I did want to I I had one more question on the Lamar thing. Yeah. Do we do we know all right, we know who people have said are not in the business of going after Lamar. Do we know have any idea of what the market actually might be of teams that actually might be interested in giving him what he might be interested in, in to to leave Baltimore?
1: Yeah, so I think that there are a few teams that are like explore all options teams, right? Like I think the Raiders are one team that would be an explore all options team. So like I could see the Raiders making a phone call next week and saying like, let's sit down with them and see what he, see where he's at. And like look like Josh McDaniels really liked Lamar coming out. You know what I mean? Like. For so the Patriots that year was more about like do we want to change who we are offensively, but they like the idea of Lamar Jackson as a player. Um, you know Tennessee, like could they could they potentially look at something? You know I, I, you know if you're looking creatively, they're out of the guaranteed money with Ryan Tannehill, and I'm spitballing here, you know, so I don't want to see, you know I'm not I'm not trying to make a headline out of any of this, but I think there are some teams that that are motivated to look at him and motivated to see if he'd be interested in joining them. Um I think the biggest question is going to be what's the contract going to look like and um and when you when you look at the contract I think you have to sort of look at it on a sliding scale too it's like cuz you're not just giving up the money you're also giving up two first round picks to go and get them.
0: Albert we uh we got the report by Matthew Barry that uh that Deshaun Watson could be attempting 40 passing attempts per game that was kind of his buzz that he had heard in uh in, in Indianapolis this year, he'd also said that the, the number thrown out there for Nick Chubb was 12 carries per game. I, I I don't necessarily you know want you to pit you against Matthew Berry, but in terms of changes for the Browns' offense, does that kind of run concurrent with what you've heard about changes in the Browns' offense?
1: I mean, I don't know about the run-pass breakdown. I, what, I, what I would say is I think that they're going to work hard to build an offense for Deshaun Watson this year, and I think that that's going to look a little bit different than what they've done and i think we've talked about that right guys like where you know you look at you know what the shanahan offense has been and you know like the version of it that kevin stansky learned from gary kubiak and i just don't know that that was the best fit for deshaun and in defense of the the coaching staff they knew they were only going to have him for five games this year and they had you know a lot of other players to worry about going into the year so i think they learned some things about deshaun seeing him in the offense at the end of the year and I think that's going to allow them to build the right sort of offense for him this year. And I can tell you, like, Bill O'Brien, what he did with him in Houston, I think mean, completely changed who, what what he had done offensively to try to make it work for Deshaun. That's going to be the challenge for Kevin, you know, and, and, and for Alex Van Pelton and all those guys. It's going to be how do we build the right offense for Deshaun Watson. I think that probably means you're going to see more on the gun. I think that's going to mean you're going to see – The run game changed a little bit, like where you're going to be threatening defenses a little more with Deshaun as a runner. Don't doesn't mean they're going to run them a ton, but they're at least going to present that threat. Um, I think you're going to see some creative things where the offense is going to look significantly different, a little bit more spread out, a little bit more guns. So he's got an opportunity to see the field a little bit better.
0: Albert, uh, 30 seconds here as we wrap up. Uh, I'm going to give you a hard question. Who's in a better position to go to the Super Bowl in 2023, the Saints or the Browns? Browns, ooh, yeah, Browns. I think
1: you're I crazy. Tell me why. Now we got. Now we got to extend another I, do I think the ceiling. I think the ceiling of the Browns is higher. I just like look across their roster, and I mean, Dustin. I still think like they've got a lot of premier players. They've got some promising young guys. Like they have a good draft class. Like I really, I mean, the, the problem. Now the trouble is that they're in the AFC and the Saints are in the NFC. You know what I mean? Like so, I had not really. I hadn't really taken, I, I hadn't really accounted for that, but, you know, who uh, who do I think is a better team right now? I'd say the Browns.
0: Albert, I would like to thank you, not just for your time, but for that victory lap in Dustin Mai's argument the other day on the way out. Buddy, great stuff, man. We appreciate you as always.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks,
0: Albert.